0: MLM Nation, episode 731. Welcome to MLM
1: Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this.
0: Hey, ML Nation, I have a new and free tool to help you out, to help you achieve your goals. Hey, most goals fail because they don't apply the seven components of the consistency system. So I created a cheat sheet for you. This is based up from my book, The Consistency System, the seven components that help you increase sales and transform your business. It's free. Just head over to mlnation.com forward slash system. ML Nation, this is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Dina Holmes. Hey, Dina, are you ready to make it happen? Ah,
1: oh, Simon, I am so ready. I am so geeked to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Dina Holmes was a former automotive executive selling safety components such as seatbelts, airbags, etc. when she got started in network marketing. She definitely wasn't an instant success as it took her 13 years before she finally became successful. Today, Dina is a full-time leader who loves helping people thrive, both physically and financially. She credits her success to creating systems for onboarding, training, and customer retention. So, Dina, I've given MLM a brief intro, but please take us to your background. How did you get started in network marketing?
1: Sure, I would love to. Uh, you know, Simon, I was one of those people where I've always worked hard in life. You know, I worked my way up the corporate ladder in the automotive industry, all while going to school at night. I was a single mom for a lot of those years, but Life for me really changed when I got remarried. I had another child and I started to look at my life in a much different way. Uh, I had a lot of success, right? What most people would consider success, material things. But what I didn't have is I didn't have balance within my work, career, life, right? We hear a lot about that. Uh, my relationships at home were suffering with my husband, with my kids. I mean, in a sense, it was like my, my job was my important child, right? So because of that, everything else started to break, including my physical health, even like my mental health and my my spirituality was was non-existent. So it was at that point in my early 30s where I said, you know what? Maybe I need to start looking at network marketing differently.
0: So you were approached before, but you were never open to it, correct?
1: Yeah. Totally. So in fact, I've got to be honest with you. When I first heard of network marketing, I I had a negative view of the industry. I felt it was kind of low tech, right? Like these people are salesy, product pushing fanatics who are into a lot of bling and disco balls. And so I thought it was an abusive relationship. I, I wanted really nothing to do with it. But interestingly enough, I had a very good friend who was seeing success in the business. Right? It wasn't that she was making a ton of money yet, but it was her lifestyle that I wanted. She had time with her kids. she had a a great marriage, time for a volunteer Christian ministry that she loved, right? Those were all the things that that I wanted. I wanted to be a part of in a in a greater capacity. but my my career was always, you know, in the way. So I started to really look at her, and I thought, well, She's sh- surely not low-class or low-tech, right? Um, she's not pushy. She she was an example to me by her attitude, her approach, and her lifestyle. It made me start thinking, what if there was a different way? What if I could live a life that gave me time flexibility to do the things that I love with the people that I love? And that is what had me say Yes. So
0: how did she introduce you to it? Was it social media or was it just she reached out to you? How how did it happen?
1: Good question. So we had been friends and she started using the products that she was using in her spa. She was a massage therapist. And so that's how she introduced me to the products. I started off as a customer. I was a really good customer. I liked the products. And so then when things started to change with my work life, uh, with that career, right. Things weren't going well at home with my health. I knew I needed to make a change. And I thought, well, if I can sell complex safety components for cars, I can sell health and wellness products. Why not? Let's give it a try.
0: Yeah. But you struggled. Well, what happened? Uh,
1: Yeah, I, I, I really struggled. Um, you know, when my husband and I sat down and said, okay, are you really going to be able to do this? Are you really going to be able to resign from this you know, very successful corporate job? I mean, he was working full-time. He made good money too, but still it was a huge sacrifice uh, to be able to, for me to leave that behind. But when we sat down and did our budget, I thought, you know, really all we need to do if we simplify some things, I just need to make a couple thousand bucks a month. I can, I can do that in six months, I told him. But I, I couldn't. It was much more difficult than I thought it was. Uh, I had a bit of an arrogance about me that said, Well, you know, I've got the degree, I've got all this experience as an executive in the automotive industry, but I was trying to apply some of those uh, lessons and and those workings in a network marketing business that's really about relationships, not about spreadsheets and an organized calendar, right? (laughs) So I, I was not successful. We, we actually, um, I didn't make the money. I said I would, and we ended up having to short sale our house. We had to make a lot of sacrifices in order for me to even keep going for me to keep trying.
0: Um, you didn't quit.
1: You know what? I, people have asked me that, like why then? Because what's interesting is even with that corporate job I had, they gave me a year like sabbatical. They said, we will protect they, Everyone thought I was like postpartum or having some sort of midlife crisis. No one in the Detroit uh, area would just leave a job like that without being fired. Right. And I resigned. So they thought, well, let's just give Dina a year. But I tell you what, Simon, I had then had a, a taste of that lifestyle that I had been dreaming of. You know, I was now working around my kids' schedule, time with my family, meaningful volunteer ministry. I I had the attitude that that old job could have given me a million bucks a month, and I still would have said no, because I had the taste now of a real life, and I was absolutely determined to make it work. So that's what we did. We continued to make sacrifices and adjustments within our family. And then slowly over time, I'd say with the help of my upline, and even with the the company that I was with when I joined them, it was relatively a newer network marketing company. They didn't have a lot of systems in place to teach people like me, people without a network marketing background, how to do this successfully. So once the company started getting those in place, uh, my business finally started to grow.
0: What was a turning point, like a specific point where things really started taking off for you?
1: You know, for me, it happened about six months into the pandemic. Because of my previous lifestyle, I, I developed a broken immune system. And we know the immune system is pretty important, right? <laughs> so I had always been on this quest to to get my health better. And the product line that I was working with definitely helped. But in June 2020, I started taking a product that was really coincidental. How I even found out about it, but I really had remarkable health health improvements. I mean, so much so I'll never forget sitting here at my desk and getting a report back on some latest testing I had had done, and I just sat here crying because it was something I had b- been working for for a long time to to try to get in order. So what started happening is people would come to me, and they, I had a reputation for you know, Dina, the health geek. You know what type of um, natural products or remedies or things could she suggest? And what ended up happening is people come to me, and I would say, "Oh, oh, oh, oh! I'm I'm taking this new product. You need to go talk to my friends, such and such, right? The ones." that it introduced me to what I started taking during the pandemic because this stuff is incredible. Because for me, Simon, it's, I love people, you know, and it's above and beyond making money. I am out there to help people, whatever it is, whether it's something I'm using or another person's using a different company. So after about mm, six months of doing that, of being a raving fan and just sending people to my friends, I finally started to think, okay, maybe... This is something that I need to look into. And and what happened was a great strategy that we in our industry need to not forget is the power of three-way calls. So I I had already been asked, of course, at that point by my friends, like, you're giving us these referrals. You, you, You need to do this business. And I'm like, no way. I've been with the company I'm with for over 10 years. I would never leave. You know, I was making good money. I had a team and an upline I loved. I literally told them there is zero chance of me ever doing this as a business. But uh, six months into it, I got that three-way call with my friend who had referred me to the product and their platinum upline leader. And this conversation, they just asked, would you take five minutes to, to just hear, hear us out? Hear what we've got to say. So I said, of course, sure. I'll take five minutes, right? I appreciate when people do that for me in my business. So they, they made a lot of really good points that I couldn't ignore. And so my husband and I sat down together. I laid it all out to him and I said, "Babe, what do you think?" And he said, "Dina, you know, I want to tell you something. I have been watching you these last in particular four or five years where you have worked really hard and you've worked consistent, but nothing's changing in your paycheck." You know, and he's rattling off some things and he said, "Why don't we put this to the test? Give it a go. Give it 3 months." Okay? Give it 3 months. And see what happens. And I'll tell you, Simon, after three months, I received my highest commission check that I had ever seen in my entire career of network marketing. And I did that, I will tell you, without touching my existing consultant or customer base, right? I didn't want to touch the hand or bite the hand that feeds me that expression, right? So that was really pretty incredible. And and I'll tell you, our success has continued to grow from there beyond anything we could have imagined.
0: That's really cool. So, so let's talk about three-way calls. I think a lot of people don't leverage them. I'm a huge believer of them and because it, it helped me. Uh, what are some do's and don'ts for three-way calls?
1: What I saw, at least in this three-way call, and the ones that I do with my team, is do let the expert that you're bringing in, let them do the talking. All right, the person, um, the prospect, let's call it, they already know you. They've already heard from you. All right, this is your time to listen, but also when you're making an introduction to really edify who it is that they're about to hear on the phone, right? That this is someone who has experience, they have the knowledge and they're there to help you. And also the best three-way calls are ones where uh, your upline has a little bit of background about this person, right? Because without that background, you don't know what their pain points are. So my pain point was, and and this person knew that that I had been unable to achieve my financial goals with the company that I was with. See, my husband and I—it's been our dream for him to now retire and get out of his nine-to-five job, and it just we we couldn't do it. And that person knew that, and so that was very effective.
0: Yeah, that's really good. I think uh, I remember you put my memories when I first started my first three-way call. And uh, my mentor did it, got a sign up. And I said to him, hey, so I don't need to say anything. And he said to me, yeah, just shut up. If you ever say anything, <laughs> I'll never do another call for you again. So I think that's really good advice. I think a lot of people, they start to talk, feel like they have to talk. To, it's, your, it's not your job to impress the upline. You leverage you off your team. Exactly. How do you get someone onto a three-way call? I think that's a lot, of, people have a lot of fears. Like how do you get, let's just say, I'm, I'm in your downline, Dina. How mm-hmm. would you, how would I get a prospect, my friend, to talk to you? Because sometimes you don't want to talk. They'll say, oh, time. I just want to talk to you. So what do you, what do you suggest?
1: You know, I'm not going to say that it's still the easiest thing to do. Some people will not get on the phone with somebody else, but you have to try because a lot of people will. And one thing that we have found is that just being humble and letting the prospect know you've got some great questions or, you know, the person that I'm working with has been doing this for a while and I would love for you to get on the phone just for five minutes. She's extremely busy. You're busy. But just spending five minutes together, she could really answer your questions to a greater degree than I am. And I want you just to hear her experience because it's one thing if I tell it to you, but it's a whole other thing when you hear it directly from her.
0: Hmm. Oh, that's really, really good because, because then they have no chance, uh, no, if they have a question, and you're humble, you say, I don't, actually don't know the answer. Then they have no choice to take that, take that call because they wouldn't want to ask the question, right? But if you do all exactly. the talking and you're like, oh, you know everything, I don't need to talk to Dina. That's, that's really good. And I think being humble, and that also sells the business. You're selling them that you have a team to support. They don't need to know
1: everything. That's right. Duplication in our business is key. So that's, that's exactly right.
0: You mentioned about sacrifices. What um, are some sacrifices people need to make?
1: Oh, I can think of several. I know for me, Simon, uh, my dream has always been, and it's part of why it's taken me this long to achieve success, is because I had a non-negotiable um, schedule about not working more than 20 hours a week. Okay, because what I didn't want is I didn't want to be that person. And there, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but I had that job where I had quote seasons of traveling, being away from the kids, being away from my husband, making a lot of money. That didn't work for me personally. So I wanted to have success in literally a 20-hour work week. And so what we did is, in particular me, I had to become very disciplined with my time. So sacrifices include not staying up, binging on Netflix. You hear people say that, but do you apply it, right? Um, Also, I would say making sacrifices uh, to even the way you're eating, moving your body. How are you taking care of your brain? So many people um, are just abusing it with a lot of junk food and tons of alcohol. And it really makes it hard to get up in the morning and, and thrive and to feel good. Those are sacrifices that I make so that I can wake up for my day, right? Feel good and have a super productive day. Because if you don't feel great, it's hard to do great, right? So that, that's a few things that, that I would recommend for sure when it comes to sacrifices.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people say, I'm going all in the business. And they think it's just the business activities, right? But going all in means like what you said, uh, if you're not eating healthy, that's not going all in. Because that actually mm-hmm. affects your, how you feel the next day, right? If you're not getting good sleep, you're not going all in you're going halfway because you, you can't be productive with that. It, it's like going all in. is every part of your life. It's not just, oh, when I'm working in the business, I'm going all in. It's yeah, 24-7. Yeah.
1: 24-7. Totally agree.
0: The, what would you say uh, is my favorite question, your worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point uh, that you need to go about being, going back to being an executive again. But you did it, and that's why you are where you are.
1: Okay. So I've had a few. <laughs> uh, I'll say, you know, I mentioned the one when I first couldn't make the money in the time we needed and short sale the house. That that was a real <laughs> tough time. But I'll also tell you that uh, changing companies was absolutely horrible for me. It was devastating. You feel like you're cheating on your spouse, right? <laughs> I like to say I'm a very loyal person. And you know it's so bizarre, Simon, because when being 16 years in the corporate world, never once when I was changing my job to further my career, did I worry about how that's going to affect my boss's paycheck or worrying about the, the guy in the cube next door and you know we're not gonna have coffee in the mornings or whatever, but this industry is so different. So the stress and the anxiety over making that decision, uh, it was extremely overwhelming to the point where I thought, even after getting that largest check I'd ever received after three months, I literally was to the point where I said, it's not worth it, I don't think it's worth it. But then the lesson came to me and my husband and I had to talk about it a lot. He, My husband is so amazing. He really had to help me through this one. He said, you know, Dina, change is okay. And let this be a lesson to you that when someone on your team one day comes to you, because it's going to happen and says, hey, it's time for me to go. I I now can be that person to then to let them go, right? It's their life. It's their dreams, their goals. And that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's good. Um you mentioned before, when you started, you came from a corporate background and mm-hmm. you were doing what the, the corporate approach. What are the, how is this business different? Because obviously you did that, you struggled. And you re- it, was, it took you a couple of years until you realized, hey, this is very, very different. So what are some things you did in the beginning coming from your corporate background that you realized this is so different, doesn't work?
1: I think two things off the top of my head that I can think of. Uh, number one is income-producing activities. So the type of business I came from in the corporate world, yes, technically it was selling safety components for vehicles to, you know, the OEMs, but here, uh, income producing activities are something on a day to day basis, right? That's, that's not how it worked in my former job. I would land maybe two or three contracts a year that were major contracts, right? So that DMO having a daily method of operation and, Thanks to you and purpose-driven networkers. It's like teaching me that you have to focus on these activities every day or your business is not going to grow. Don't get into management mode because that's what I was. I was in management mode before, you know, trying to help my team so that they could grow, they could build, they could enroll people, they could get more customers. I needed to be doing it myself too. And I wasn't focusing enough on myself and those day-to-day activities And then also personal development, I had an arrogance, like I had this title, I have this degree, I don't really, you know, need personal development. Oh, yeah, you do. Everybody needs personal development. Um, And I've grown to be a better person because of it in so many ways. Personal development uh, takes on a lot of different forms, how to communicate with people, how to um, have a schedule that really uh, helps you to achieve, you know, your goals and, Get rid of distractions. I came from an environment that if I didn't answer my phone at every time, and you know, someone from General Motors or Ford is calling, like, or our CEO is calling, it's like, whoa. Now I have to go on do not disturb when I'm working on prospect when I'm in the zone of a project. Right? That's things that we were never taught before.
0: Hmm. Um, You mentioned income-producing activities. What are your income-producing activities?
1: Well, my, my daily of method of operation is starting new contacts, right? making new connections. I do a combination. Mostly, I do that online through social media. Following up with people is huge. I also... My checklist includes checking in with two of my customers. How are they liking the product? Uh, do they know the best way to get it? Are they getting it at the best price available? Checking in with two consultants each day, someone on my team, let them know I'm there. What are they working on? How can I help? Where are their wins? Where are they struggling? Uh, also posting social media content and making sure I'm getting social media content on all my different channels. And I know there's another one. I think the last one is follow-up. Well, maybe, that, maybe that's it. But I'm always tweaking that too, by the way, because we develop. And yeah. so I've, twe- I've tweaked my checklist as, as time has, has gone on. And that's been, that's been very good for me.
0: How important is consistency to success?
1: Well, I think 100 percent of your guests have to say it's it's critical. It's, consistency is so, so crucial. But you know, I do want to add one thing, Simon, is that you have to be consistent in the right areas, consistent at the right things. I, I started off by saying I've always been a hard worker, and that's true. And even though there were times in, with my initial company over those 10 years, that I I couldn't work. My circumstances didn't work me allow me to work as as hard as I wanted to. But for the most part, I'm extremely consistent, and a hard worker. But if you're not consistent at the right things, you're still not going to grow. So being consistent in the right things for our business is is crucial.
0: I want to add something that you mentioned that's important. Uh, so about selling cycles, right? And I, for those who don't know what a selling cycle is, and how quickly someone buys something, right? If I if you're on Yelp and you're looking for a restaurant. If I'm visiting you in Fort Myers, uh, probably the selling cycle is really quickly. I just look at it yeah, and I make a quick buying decision. If I'm buying an automotive part for General Motors, it's probably it could be months, maybe maybe even one, one year. And I think that's the difference with people that you brought it up. Like the, it's very different because like, in terms of relationship building, just like when you're selling automotive parts, it may take months before I buy Right. So you're always cultivating that, hanging on to that one, a couple of prospects. So all you need is like two, three big, big, deals of the year, and you're you're good to go. Well, here it's more about, you know, most people are not gonna buy. It. That's why you gotta go through lots of people to catch them at the right time. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you brought that up. It's like you can't be stuck in that management mode. It's not working with the same five, ten people. You gotta be adding like, you know, two, three, five, ten people a day. And That's right. Most people are not gonna not gonna be ready to buy when you approach them. And it's a quick cycle too. It's like, once you present them, you got to close them. And if they're not ready to buy, you, you move on. It's not like, hey, I'm going to wait six months and talking to the same person over and over again. Hey, ML Nation. If you're frustrated at where you're at, I have some good news. I finally, now that the book launch has happened, my book is published, I actually have some time for one-on-one coaching to help you. During this program, this is not a group coaching is actually hands-on, one-on-one coaching. I give you my cell phone. You can reach out to me seven days a week and I actually hold your hand and show you exactly what to do during the five steps. Everything from your video to your presentation. I look at your slides. I look at what words you're using so that you can close more prospects. I hold you accountable and help you grow your business faster. Uh, obviously, I can't take everyone. But it's a short application process. If you go, If you're interested, go to mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Okay, mlnation.com forward slash coaching. Take five minutes to apply. Let me know more about you. And after you fill out the application, I'll reach out to you within 24 hours. Anyway, I look forward to helping you. I really want, let's do this together. Let's make the rest of the year your best year. And I want to help you. Thank you so much for sharing. I want to ask you a couple quick questions to pick your brain. And these can be uh, quick one-liners. So the first one is, you know, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you?
1: Ah, Discipline your disappointment. That was crucial for me. And it's what made me successful because, you know, in this business, like you just mentioned, we get a lot of no's. You get people who start the business, they stop or they say they're going to do something and they don't. Right. So we're human beings. It's okay to be disappointed, but discipline it. Don't take it personal. Don't let it stop you from moving forward and achieving your goals. What is one habit
0: that's helped you become successful?
1: Two quick ones stick out in my mind. On Sundays, I spend an hour and I plan my whole week. And from personal to spiritual to secular activities, it it all gets uh, taken from my electronic calendar, right? My Google calendar onto a paper calendar. And every day that I'm working, I list my top three objectives that I have to get done that day. So I'm completely organized for from my, from my week. And as a busy mom with you know my daughter, virtual schools and stuff, I include meal prep on there. I know exactly what meals I'm going to make that week. And so that I can on Mondays, get my Instacart order ready, have my groceries delivered. And it just helps me to be efficient and get the right things done. And second thing is absolutely my morning routine. Uh, until I started- routine? Okay, so uh, my morning routine starts off with prayer, Bible reading, and meditation on that. Then I do gratitude journaling, a whole in-depth type of gratitude journaling. um, That's pretty awesome. Then I take my supplements, take the dog out for a walk. I got my own OB at my house, (laughs) a little Maggie. And then uh, I do some Pilates. Then I get ready for the day.
0: That's awesome. Um, What's the best advice you ever received?
1: Oh, for me personally, from my husband. It was to give this company, try the business for three months, see what happens. And that's the same best advice many people will will get when they let go of uh, prejudice or false (laughs) information about network marketing. And they're like, you know what? Let me just give it a try. That will be the best advice they ever got to.
0: What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone is a qualified prospect. They're interested. They want to learn more. Do you hop on a Zoom with them? Do you send a a personal video or do you send a company video? Or do you do a face-to-face phone call? What do you like to use?
1: So the company that I work with, we have an awesome app for consultants. And this app has tons of different videos or PDFs that we can use. So depending on the conversation that I'm having with the person or what I've come to know about that prospect, do they work out? Are they into anti-aging, whatever, um, health? I will send one of our tools from the app most of the time, it's one of our videos.
0: What's your favorite app on your phone that's not a social media app? Aside from the company app, since you mentioned that, that'd be too easy.
1: (laughs) Right. I'm a a big fan of an app called Boards, especially if you ever type something more than once. And for those of us that are prospecting on social media, we do it all the time. It's going to make your life 100 times easier. I love it.
0: What are two or three books you could recommend to ML Nation?
1: Hands down, number one is The Consistency Pill. And I legit would be saying that no matter who was interviewing me today. It is uh, the book I have reread the most. It is one of my all-time favorites. I think almost everyone on my team has it. Uh, and I also really like Randy Gage's work. Just something simple, like making the first circle work. And I also love his book, Direct Selling Success.
0: Hey, thank you for the shout out for The Consistency Pill. Thank <laughs> it's you. a Great book. Here's the last question. The million dollar question. You ready?
1: I am so ready.
0: So Dina, imagine you had to start all over again and you knew no one. So you didn't know your daughter, didn't know your husband. You were like, your contact list on your phone was zero. You had zero friends on social media, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch?
1: Hmm. I, I would dual pass it. I would get established on a social media platform, start thinking about who I'm talking to, who is my ideal customer avatar, right? Start making connections with them, creating content. But I would also dual a it to establish myself locally, join a networking group or join a gym, somewhere where I can actually get my face in front of others and start building relationships in person as well. Who
0: would you target first on social media?
1: For me, I mean, I am usually targeting uh, busy working moms. Those are the ones that, because that was me, Right. That's who I can relate to. I was the one also burning the candle at both ends and uh, ignoring my health and then having to pay for it. So I try to reach out to those ones to teach them a better way, right? A more proactive approach to life.
0: Hey, thank you so much. As we wrap up, you know, any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you?
1: Okay, so, you know, I'm sitting here, Simon, in Fort Myers, Florida. We we just had Hurricane Ian a week ago today. And I've got to tell you that there are people in my neighbor my neighbors who no longer have a job because that restaurant or hotel, it it doesn't exist anymore. It's gone. And and their whole livelihood just changed in in one day. So what we have, right, with the type of business uh, that network marketing allows. That's time flexibility, but also that's that plan B that so many people are looking for, whether it's something devastating, like a natural disaster that we just went through, or the economy even. A lot of people are worried about that. They're looking for a plan B. We have it, but they don't know what they don't know. So we have to open our mouths and share and let them decide. And if it's a no right now, that's okay. But it may be a yes someday. And I, I also want to remind people, I'm living proof it's possible to have network marketing success on part-time hours. If this is your dream, don't give up too soon, right? Don't blame your upline. You're not achieving your goals. Track your time. What are you spending your business working hours on, right? And then ask someone, ask someone whether it's your upline or a cross-line leader, somebody else, hey, take a look at this list. Where am I going wrong? you know, why are things not working for me? I'd love your opinion. Just don't give up. Be proud of our industry. Because if you keep going, you will achieve success. Uh, there's so much help out there. You just got to find the right help.
0: And how, how can people connect with you, Dina?
1: So they can check out my website at dinaholmes.com. D-E-N-A-H-O-L-M-E-S.com. Or I hang out a lot on Instagram, Dina, D-E-N-A dot Holmes, (laughs) H-O-L-M-Z on Instagram.
0: ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today you've been hanging with Dina Holmes. So keep up the momentum and go to MLNation.com. Click on the podcast tab at the top and the show notes to this episode with all the nuggets of wisdom that Dina shared, including the links to her social media profiles. Definitely check her out on Instagram. Her website will be right there. Hey, in order to be successful in life and business and in network marketing, you must help others. So Dina, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much again and God bless you. Thanks, Simon. Hey, ML Nation. I would love to prospect together with you. It also help guide you on what to say, how to reply back to your prospects so that you can get your next customer or rep this week. Do you want to know how? Just go to purposedriven networkers.com. Again, that's ww.purpose-driven networkers.com. Hey ML Nation, Simon Chamber. Great show from Dina Holmes. Hey, go to MLNation.com, click on the podcast tab at the top, and all the show notes uh, with the nuggets of wisdom that Dina shared, includes the links to her website, to her profile was there. Definitely follow her on Instagram. I'll put the link on the show notes page. And if you like this, please leave us a review for the podcast. We're really, really appreciated. Let me know how this show has helped you. I love and I read every one of those reviews. Anyway, um, quick recap here, You know, talking about what network marketing does. And I think when she shared that, it's very it's her background. Kind of re- Now, of course, I wasn't as successful as she was, but I worked in corporate America. And I actually... Even when I first joined network marketing, I thought it was for low class, you know, low tech, low class, but I was desperate for money and I couldn't have a business. I didn't know any business. So I did network marketing because it was the only business I could afford to start. But when, you know, it's the thing that impacted me was I went to my first event. And just like Dina, she met someone that did the business a way that was high class, right? And, And then she discovered the lifestyle. I think network marketing, there's definitely businesses that you can allow you to make more money, but the lifestyle, the balance is really uh, what's, that's why what I'm loud and proud to be part of this network marketing profession. And I always joke around, there's people who make more money than me and there's people who are better shaped than me, but there's never, uh, who have more time and do sports more than me. But there's never one that's made my money and have the flexibility to do what I want. And it is really about the lifestyle, right? Network marketing allows us to have the time flexibility, uh, but you do have to make The sacrifices, as you talked about, the sacrifice of being disciplined with your time and going all in, right? Are you going all in in the business? And going all in doesn't mean like just working hard in the business, but in other areas of your life. And as I've discovered, as you get older, you know, you may get more tired, your energy, that's just part of aging. Are you going all in? Are you making the lifestyle choices that allow you to operate at a maximum level, especially if you're part-time and you have other things going on, you still got a job, you still got kids, you have a... Are oh, you a full-time mom, which is even you know busier than a job. Uh, are you making the sacrifices, right? Are you going really going all in, taking care of yourself so that you can work, uh, what you need to do? Uh, Dina talked about three-way calls. It's huge. The proper way to do three-way calls to do it. Uh, very good advice. I love what she said, being humble, right? If you, the hardest part of doing a three-way call is to get someone on the call. And I love that approach. Just being humble. Saying, you got great questions. I actually don't really know, but I have someone who's way, way more qualified than I am. And let me get her on the phone. Right. And that actually allows people, teaches people showing that, hey, this business is not just about being an expert. You have the team and or the resources to help you. Awesome stuff there. Um, Dina talked about being consistent, but also in the right areas. Right. Working that DMO, the new contacts, the follow-ups, um, Really good stuff there. And you know, you got to be consistent, right? I think management mode is the kiss of death, right? Make sure you're not in management mode and you are working every single day. I even talked about the selling cycle, how you have to get people to make a quick decision and it's not working with the same prospects all the time because most people are going to say no, but you can always follow up with them. But it's not following up with the same prospects. Every day, you got to be meeting new people. Um, She talked about her habits, spending an hour a day on Sunday to plan your week. Super important planning things out, even the meal prep, right? Hey, if you've failed to plan, you're planning to fail. Make sure you are planning and every successful person, just like Dina, has that morning routine as well. Anyway, good stuff. Thank you again for Dina, Holmes for sharing. Make sure you follow her. Thank you for listening. And uh, let me know, make sure you take action. If you take action, one of the things that you learn, let me know. Hit me on Instagram, Facebook, or whatever social media platform or email me. Let me know how you plan to take action because it's what you take action on that's going to determine the income. It's not how much you learn. It's how much you take action on what you learn. So maybe three-way calls. By the way, three-way calls is a must. That's why I teach people. It's really, really important because you're letting the expert do the talking and also another way for your team to build a connection with your prospect. Anyway, this is Simon Chan. I'm loud and proud to be a part of this amazing profession. Now it's over to you. Go take action and have a positive impact on someone's life. God bless you all.